Welcome to the Hunter's Hub. This is your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host, Borg Daddy. Are you all right there? I heard <laughs> Oh, don't worry. That was just my power cable. Don't worry. Yo, it's all fine. It's all good. I'm still running. I'm still running. Uh, yeah, unlike your unfortunate Monster Hunter save. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. Gosh darn PS4. If only, you know, the new consoles these days would have internal battery systems. And that way you didn't have to worry about, you know, leaving your machine and then worrying about like a breaker tripping or like a power outage or something. Nope. So, <sighs> score so one. Speaking about dang PS4s, um, I have put myself in sort of a corner with Doom Eternal. Oh no! What's happened? What has happened? So, so okay. I'm not very confident on day and date on the Switch port for Doom Eternal. Oh, why is that? Um, I'm just. They they already delayed it once before they delayed uh like everything else mm -hmm. the switch port, um I have Doom twenty sixteen on my switch I barely touched it on my switch um it's not it part of it is the the graphics uh, issue because I I played it on PS four originally mm -hmm. um and it just looks much better on PS four which you know I don't get me wrong I love my switch like forty times more than my PS four however Doom is one of those games that if it looks bad, it looks bad. Like Doom 2016. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you get it looking good, then it looks amazing. It's phenomenal. Oh. Um, it also had frame rate issues. Oh. Um, and I, I've heard they patched some of those fixes in, but I'm not, I'm not going to risk it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, as I talked about, I've been playing Borderlands off and on with my brother. And my my OG PS4, well not OG, like when the Slim came out, right around when Mortal Kombat X came out, right? Uh, so like two years in is what I have, and um, it's not a pro. So it's Borderlands Three is is chugging the crap out of my system at times. Like I'm getting a full minute extra of load times, uh, at, you know, and just like very bad pop in on borderlands and that kind of stuff and part of that is that a lot of things are sort of gravitating towards pro mm -hmm. uh, as far as like optimization and away from my ps4 um so then i'm like well i don't really want to have to sit there and have like a weak performance on my playstation so mm -hmm. what I ended up doing, cause I have, I had the game fully pre-ordered with like special edition at GameStop where I'm getting like the dude figuring and everything, <laughs> um, um, is I ended up getting it for PC because my PC isn't like the latest and greatest, but I did build it and I did build a fairly good one so that I could do this recording and editing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I have come to find out that it is through Steam. Oh and no. It is one of those times where it's my only option that I'm going to be playing something on Steam and I'm just like <sighs> okay, I mean, I did this to myself. I cornered myself in here in here, but yeah, which is funny because all of the classic Dooms up through Doom 3 are on good old games. Mm -hmm. They just don't have Doom 2016. And then I noticed, I asked the GameStop employee, because um, 
that's where I pre-ordered it. And I don't have a lot of options here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I live in a podunk town in Ohio. It just happens. But, uh, I mean, I, it's not like a big deal. I'd normally go to the local game shop, but it just didn't happen that way this time. Um, like, <laughs> uh, it's just like, he was like, I don't know. It looks like it's on Steam. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> that's All unfortunate. Right. Well, I mean... When push comes to shove and you want to play a good game, but your options are so few, what what can you do exactly? Right. And speaking about it, have you seen that people have been got like a full, like people are allowed to play the game for the first couple hours and been releasing footage of it? Oh, really? Huh. Oh, man. I have been avoiding watching it because I, I don't want to like spoil things for myself, but like supposedly it's only like the first 15 minutes. Oh, great. So... A lot of people have been doing this. Now, I love you, Eric's, and I know you're not listening, or you're probably not listening. Um, but, like, I didn't, I didn't want to watch it, because I was just like, uh, I trust Eric's with Monster Hunter. I trust him with a lot of the game series. However, I have people who specifically play Doom all the time, and I'm watching their footage before I watch people like Eric's who do a variety of games and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't trust him and some other YouTubers that got to do this. It's just that like I watch like uh, there's, there's two guys in particular that I watch for doom stuff and it's civvy mm -hmm. uh, 11 and he's not just doom. He's like old, old shooters, old games, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I really like his opinion. He's the one that led me, led me to let me, let me say it correctly. Cause we, we had some, Issues with like understanding what I was saying last time. Amid evil, A M I D, uh, evil. He actually his video is the one to introduce me to that game. I love it. Oh, old school. Okay, that's uh, cool. So like that kind of stuff. And there's another guy called G Man Lives, and he does a lot of first person shooter shooter stuff. He he does like Call of Duty retrospectives. He does like uh, Doom. He does a lot of Doom stuff. He talks about Hexen and Heretic. And all these like really great games, which by the way, one of these side quests we got to do, old school FPS. Like I, I, I I'm itching for it. Oh um, yeah, yeah. If we, if, um, do you already have like that old school FPS in mind, or? No, I think I'm gonna take it up to a vote on what we're gonna do. We um, could do we throw out. we could do Unreal Tournament. I haven't actually ever played Unreal. Oh, Unreal Tournament is just so good. I mean, um, the Unreal games, you know, they're they're pretty classic, but Unreal Tournament is probably one of the best PvP games that I've ever played, except for Unreal Tournament three. I mean, that might as well be Halo. It's it's not as good. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. would stick with the old classics, like up to the point of Unreal Tournament two thousand four. That one is such a solid game it's so fun um my god have you i bet you know well you might have have you ever heard of my favorite uh pvp game ever your favorite pvp game uh it is a first person shooter is it wolfenstein no uh oh super noah's arc 3d that is not PvP. That's single player only. Oh yeah, that's um, a good point. But yeah, it, but it is a first person shooter. I definitely shooter. suggest Wham Ninja Molehill. Go find him on YouTube. I think he stopped YouTubing. It's been a year and a half. He said he, he's been on high indefinite hiatus. Oh, but he does an amazing series. Oh, like I love his playthroughs. He does a lot of Doom stuff. Also, mm -hmm. um, he was my first Doom YouTuber actually. Um, but he did do the Super 3D Noah's Ark. 
Oh my through. god, yes. Uh, that's how I became introduced to that. So the, the people don't know, it was a thing to make Doom clones back in the day. Chex Quest, like that kind of stuff. Like Doom was so popular that they were just first-person shooters weren't called first-person shooters. They were called Doom clones. And one of those early games was Super... Like Super 3D uh, Noah's Ark. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is you are Noah on the Ark during the storm and the animals have been set free and you are up to, it's up to you to get the animals back in their cages. And it's like old school doom when they're kind of creeping around and that kind of stuff. However, you were feeding the animals until they fall asleep with like blueberries and corn and that kind of stuff as you're shooting weapons. Like, yeah, exactly. and like the llamas and the camels spit at you for damage, and it's just like it's like very, very like G-rated first-person shooter for like the '90s. It's it's weird, but it's fun to watch. At least I wouldn't play it. I don't think I ever would play it personally, but um, it's fun to watch, um, I, <laughs> especially someone who's skilled. I like how the goats like they'll they'll do a kick from a distance, and it'll still hit you if you stay in that same spot yeah. because it's a ranged attack, like it's a shot. But, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, because most everything in those older games are ranged attacks, right? Yeah. Uh, you talk about the classic Doom enemies. There's exactly one enemy that is melee only, mm-hmm. and it has a range somewhat, right? It has to be on you pretty much. But that's the Pinky Demon, or that most people refer to as Pinky, which is just it, it's just called the Demon. Yeah. Uh, uh, those. Those things are nasty when they bite you, though. They can do up to 40% damage per bite. Yeah, it's which, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but you can kite them pretty well. Mm-hmm. Like, you can force them to bite, and you can actually pull out before they uh, pull out of their attack range before the bite finishes. So you can actually stagger them quite a bit. It's a, it's a pretty good tactic. Mm-hmm. We are, like, way off on a crazy train here. Yes, but, we are. Uh, I'm sorry. Doom just gets me excited. Like, <laughs> no, I completely understand. Doom is just one of those classics that you know is is worthy of the hype whenever they come up with a new edition for the game, especially for Doom Eternal, which is going to be coming out. Oh wait, yeah, real soon, right? Yeah, it's coming out. Three twenty. Yeah, oh, man. yeah, less than two months. Uh, I'm so excited. Uh, well, actually, what I was going to say, my favorite PvP first-person shooter is actually MAG or Massive Action Game. Uh, it was on the PS3 exclusively. And it was, um, it was, you picked a faction that was like a player economy where the different factions were fighting for territory live. Um, Ooh, that sounds There was cool. the Ravens, the, the, the Russian ones, and the American ones. The Ravens are Europeans. I don't remember the other two's names. However, um, as fun as this game was, it had a fundamental balance flaw. Is that the Ravens were the worst... Because their faction benefit is they had better accuracy, which just means it was easier to hit enemies, oh. but lower damage. Well, in a first-person shooter, if you're accurate enough in your own aiming, then that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Whereas you got the other end, the Russians, which had low accuracy but high damage, they would just kill you. Yeah, all you'd have to so worry about yeah, up, is like just overcompensating they, for the lack of accuracy by just... Right, so like the more elite players would play on the Russian side and just dominate because they just had more damage. Period. Uh, and the American, no one played the Americans. No one. It was it was actually North America. It's like a um, a conglomeration of Canada, Mexico, 
United States and I think it was also Argentina. It was like a bunch of American countries together and it was like all of Europe and like all of Asia. It was a weird game. But um the the big thing about it, PS3 with 60 FPS, uh the different game modes were like, you know, like capture the bases or burn off oil or that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. Uh, it was all player-controlled squads of eight or six that went into larger groups, like platoons, and it went all the way up till the largest game mode was 128 versus 128 players on a PS3. It was absolutely amazing. And you look at the screen, you're like, that's a lot of people. And then you realize it has a zoom out. Oh, Oh, here's the zoom out to the whole square. Oh, no, there's five squares. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, it, it is no longer running. No one can play it again. But um, I definitely suggest, like, looking up what this game is, if anyone's curious. Uh, it was actually a really cool game that, that had some great concepts. Unfortunately, the balance just killed the game eventually so people stopped playing and they shut down the servers but the ideas there were just amazing and the execution of that kind like we're talking like pre ps3 slim days like my first ps3 game was this and um what was the other one oh i can imagine that there were a lot of those uh, demon souls ah yeah that's right it did come out at that time what was that like um when did the first ps3s come out i was it like 2007 PS3, or six? 2006, right. So yeah, because Xbox 360 was 2005, mm-hmm. and then the Wii and the PS3 followed up in 2006. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get mine until 2010. Um, so four years into the cycle, I got it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, and actually, the PS3, I can see it sitting right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got mine but, uh, collecting dust somewhere. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was like. My, we're almost 15 minutes in, and we haven't even talked about anything we want to talk about tonight. No, I, um, I was I was <laughs> even going to mention like games like Layer or Resistance. You know those old PS3 games. Or yeah, what was that other one? Uh, Folklore. That was a really good Heaven's game too. Blade. Yep. A lot of people liked Heaven's Blade. I heard Heaven's Blade. Or yeah. didn't. Yeah, there was a lot of talk know. about I know, that. I know a lot of people hated Lair because like Lair was like down to three dollars like a year after it was out. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, there was a lot of like that weird air combat where you had to like use like tilting of the of of the controller. Six axis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than using the analog, I mean, I think you could use the analog, but I wasn't sure. But yeah, it was. A- I'm sorry, you're never going to match Nintendo on motion controls. They won. Just stop trying. Yeah. <laughs> Just stop. I, I've played Steven Spielberg's Boom Blocks. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, I loved that game. That was amazing. Fantastic game. Like, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, 10 out of 10, I would play that again. I played The Conduit. There was a time in which I only had a Wii for online play. Mm-hmm. You ever played The Conduit? No, I haven't. But I, I would very much um, like to maybe look that up one day. It was like Wii Goldeneye. Uh, I wouldn't put it up there with Goldeneye, but it was very, it was made by the same people and the very same style of gameplay, but I wouldn't put it up there with Goldeneye per se. Um, welcome guys to the reminiscing about the three, 360 PS3 and Wii era of games and before. (laughs) It was a wonderful time, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, I hate to say it, but 19, you know, nineties and like early two thousands, that was the prime time of video games for me. This new era is a little bit scary, a little uncertain. 
full of early access. Now, now hold, hold on, hold on. Monster Hunter has been getting better every year. It's that hard, is it's true. Not like, uh, personally, I kind of disclude World out of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, World had a very which, bumpy ride. Holy crap! But Iceborne, thank God, has been doing a heck of a lot better since then. Like I keep saying, I love the games. I just I'm I'm just so done with them right now. I'm just so done. Like, <laughs> um, but speaking of that, we actually do have some news for Iceborne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we actually got content uh, announced. Well, actually, not kind kind of. We got an announcement of announcement of content that we care about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, there are things out. Are they now? Are they coming up with the festival? Well, the thing, so like, yeah, yeah. The thing is, is that like currently, as of right now, what is going on in the game? Um, right now, it's the appreciation fest uh, where you can collect gratitude tickets in order to be able to uh, create the uh, the new astral armor and then the layered set, mm-hmm. which you can get with through VIP tickets, which. Um, this is really funny because people can actually go into uh, low rank and high rank helping missions where you can, you know, help somebody at a lower level to get those tickets. Uh, you can also get them in master rank, and apparently you can also get them in the guiding lands. So, um, uh, not very hard to get this uh, layered set or uh, much incentive to help all the little guys. Hopefully, there's, you know, you know, a higher percentage of doing the low and high rank, like the reward chances of getting it but yeah mm. um there's like a number of uh, missions right now that uh allow you to get uh the wyvarian ears um i think that's a um a mission where you have to collect like those uh snowy herbs or whatever it is in the um oh the frost something yeah yeah, yeah some yeah, sort of snow thing which is a good idea because if you want to get um the rare endemic life you need two rare drops from those frozen herbs yeah um that and the Butterburrs have a rare drop that you need. Yeah. So yeah, do you need in that map three things because you need six ingredients to make the super endemic rare endemic life dish? Mm-hmm. Uh, three of them are in the Horfrost Reach, so it's actually a good idea to do something like that. Yeah, yeah, this would provide a lot of good incentive to be able to do that because there are those those two um, specific ingredients that come from the same source uh, from those weeds, and then like uh, by the end of it, you get those uh, Wyvarian ears, which I mean, they're not great skills. Like, I think they give you wide range two and I. Th- oh no, wait, no, no. It's mushroom master two, and survival expert one. Um, not the greatest set, but um, what we did get that I was. Just, oh, sorry, yeah. I just don't. Ca- I just don't care about so many skills, and those are right up there. I know a lot of people like mushroom master. Don't get me wrong. I just don't. I just never have. I've never have. Like <laughs> there are quite like, a yeah. Cool. yeah. There are quite a number of people I, out there that really want those pointy ears. You know, they they just want to be a wyvarian. They just want to be an elf. That too. Yes. <laughs> Legolas, what do you elf eyes see? Uh, uh, I've got elf ears, um, not elf eyes. Sorry. So there's a there's a plethora of layered armor. I think I saw Negagante layered armor. Yes. Um. Uh, there's the meat hammer, which is literally like a well-done steak hammer, mm-hmm. um, which actually I think is a returning uh, joke weapon. Yeah. I think they've had that before. I um, uh, We've had the ham on the stick uh, as a hammer before. And, oh, my God, that is so punny. A hammer. Oh, my God. Oh, those Capcom guys. <laughs> oh, my God. Their jokes are so meta. 
Uh, um, don't show Poogie. Whatever you do, don't show Poogie. Nope. Just like you never pick up Poogie and walk up to the furnace for the the Astera. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's just mean. Yeah. He runs away forever. <laughs> no, I mean, not forever, but like since you're in Astera for that that while. Um. There's a lot of distrust. Yeah, there's just like a there's a, like a lot of. I'm I'm cool with like the appreciation fest i'm glad that people are going to be playing in it but a lot of it's just like aesthetic stuff Mm -hmm. i think what people uh people are really excited about is what the the announcement of the announcements which Mm -hmm. is we're getting two variations uh what is it next month or march um let me see uh or april yeah it's no is it the th- I can't. Well, what's going on right now is, like, as far as the news for uh, schedules and updates go, is um, mm-hmm. for PC, um, they're going to get Rajan, uh, Rajang in February. Then they're going to get the Stygian, Zenogre, and Safi Jiva in March. And then the variants in April. We get... Um, R- rip your weapon meta. Sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. You'll be wanting to get those uh, Guild Palace weapons, which are fantastic. But then they will be rendered um, completely uh, null by the Safi Jiva weapons. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Absolutely. they have great designs. Um, they can get up to purple sharpness. Yeah, variants in April. Decent raw. Mm-hmm. And I think they all have hidden water. Um, so they're, they're great weapons, but they might get outshined by the Safi Jiva weapons. I mean, might is a is a pretty weak word for it. Yeah, I'm watering it down <laughs> so then that way people don't feel bad about it. When, you know? uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. I'm just going to um, say it. Uh, you're fucked. It's all Safi Jiva. Between having... I'm not, sh- not going to sugarcoat it, guys. Just Safi Jiva, you're done. You can you can put down Monster Hunter. You're done. Yeah, Just do it a couple times. Uh, <laughs> so we get we get two variants in April. Um, yeah. Uh, that. So the variants uh, we're talking about like Spore, uh, Spore Valhazic or something like that. Which, I, I mean, I, I know people. There are a difference between subspecies and variants. Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of stuff but like they're they're essentially the same thing they're the same monster with different attacks and different items just like yeah yeah it, <laughs> like, it's just essentially uh, yeah the, it's exciting though that we are getting new content in april mm-hmm. and i consider new content to be a monster because a monster spawns armor and weapons inherent yeah so yeah i mean like uh, and possibly new skills or at least new builds with skill combinations i hope new skills i hope something like that but that would be amazing because the meta really needs shaken up, right? Because like the Safi Jiva stuff is just going to dominate. Well, still, maybe I'm I'm hoping so. I mean, like for all the different, like for the subspecies and rare species of Rathlos and Rathian, I mean there is variation. Um, well, mm. not for the subspecies. Maybe, maybe, no. maybe like between the rare species and like the standard ones, yes. But what it does is sometimes those are desirable armor set bonuses. Mm-hmm. And having ones with just better skills to get to that armor set bonus is worth it too. Mm-hmm, exactly. I mean, that that is that is maybe not optimal to, to getting a new full set bonus, but um, it still helps. You know what I mean? It still helps with build diversity, variety, and stuff to farm. I'm not one of those people that build everything. I never have been, and I never will be, because I feel like that's just too much farming, despite me doing crown hunting, mm-hmm. uh, which I, ha- I haven't been doing. I haven't even finished one crown on any monster in Iceborne. Um, but I feel like this is a 
this is a welcome thing. Um, now, uh, the other thing, the, the big thing, is that we're getting another new monster to world. Yes. Uh, later on. However, they say fan favorite. That can mean a lot of things. How many fan favorites do we need? Guys? Oh, God. Like, like, we could be getting... what? What is left? Like, we get... Kaku? Maybe. You never know. We might get like, you know, like an ultra omega form cuckoo that we have to fight where you have to do like a naked run. That would be pretty fun. Remember? Remember in Freedom Unite when you had to do like the naked run for a G-rank cuckoo? And it was like a little tiny yeah. one? Yeah. We could be getting that. Yes. Um. I don't know. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> uh, it was... It's a so, dream. just real quick, Morg, top three fan favorites, and I'm doing quotations, but it's an audio show, so you'll just have to hear my fingers. Fan favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, top three fan favorites that you think are coming Oh, back. God. Um, the ones that uh, I think might be coming, everybody keeps hinting towards Gormagala, which could be a thing. But, I mean, the mm, thing the okay. thing is, is if, if Gormagala is going to be coming in, then Shigaru Magala is going to have to come in there. And from now on, I'm just going to call it Shagmag, because that's what me and my crew used to call it. You know, are, are we going to go hunt Shagmag? Yeah, we're going to go hunt Shagmag, get some shag weapons, because it's real shag. Um, I, I used to call it Shaggy and Scoob. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you can't really have one without the other, and... Um, like, they do have the same skeleton, but, like, they're completely different designs as far as, like, um, textures, um, tone and pacing of the fight, and, like, mm-hmm. like mechanics all around. Like, one can get flashbombed, the other one can't. One can get put into a trap where the other one can't. Um, but well, like, I think gore, gore is much more on the level of, like, a Rithalos or Tigrex as far as the fight goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's kind it, of, like, mid It does have that annoying mechanic where you have to get the feelers to pop out in order for you to break them, which is needed for a lot of its weapons and armor. You need to get those feelers. So it's a very situational part mm-hmm. that needs broken. Yeah, I mean... I tell you what, if they have that mechanic in this game and its feelers have to pop out and you still need those feelers, it's going to be a big old fuck you to Capcom because now I'm going to have to wound those feelers in the amount of time that they're out and the break them. Like, ugh. It, it is going to be... See, yeah. look, look, even speculation is pissing me off right now <laughs> because of the, that change. Like, oh, oh, I'm so God. sorry. I'm so sorry. And that was just the first one. Oh, my God. We got a oh. wild ride. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, Gormagalic has always been a little annoying. Now, once you figure out his secret, it's that, yes, you have to get blighted or whatever you call it. Um, you have to basically get the status effect because the more you have that on you, mm-hmm. the more his feelers will pop out. He actually charges up power from having that on you. And when he charges up, then the feelers pop out. And, that's... and he goes into... Superman mode. And that's another thing, is now you have to introduce an entirely new mechanic. Well, new in the sense of Iceborne. No, not entirely new. Like, yeah, it, new it, to it's, Iceborne. It's been in 4U. It's been in the original, like, uh, Monster Hunter 4, and then 4U, and then carried over since then. Up to... Yeah, it's yeah. been in, it's been in 4th generation. It, yeah. that's It's been exclusive to the 4th generation. However, that does include 6 games. Uh, no, not 6, 4. Four yeah, games. four games. Yeah, I know I said six. Yeah, because there's the original. Uh, then we've had ultimate. we've had six since fourth generation. Yeah, four of those have had that mechanic. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, um, 
what would they have to do in order to be able to incorporate Frenzy? And, like, how is Frenzy going to impact the rest of the ecosystem? Still, they, they're, if they do it, they're going to do exactly what they did in Generations, and Frenzy isn't going to do shit to the ecosystem. It's just going to be a status effect on you. Period. I mean, that, that would be the only way that it would have to work, because before, like, in, and I'm putting this in quotations, the old world... You had, like, a massive continent to work with, and you had all these different places and huge mm -hmm. biomes that you could work with. Whereas, like, now you're on a small island, and then, like, there's, like, maybe two other little islands. One of them is kind of like Antarctica, where it's just, like, you know, a pile of ice, even though there's trees that obviously have to grow in soil or something like that. Like, you can't do that in... An iceberg. Per permafrost is a thing. Yeah. You know. Exactly. But I mean, like... You, you you live in the permafrost. You know that. That is so ethnocentric. Shame on you. Shame on you. I mean, so I'm sorry. I have no idea. You've said that you <laughs> live in Canada. And I'm like, it's Canada, man. It's all just... <laughs> It's, all, it's not all ice it's and all snow. It's all evergreen permafrost until you get a little further north, and then it's just like polar bears and ice. And we've <laughs> we've had high thirties in Celsius, which I'm not quite sure what it is in Fahrenheit. It might be like 114 Man, degrees or something that, like that. I can't even. I don't like. It's like we're speaking a different language. It's like 30, 30 Celsius. Like what? Are you dead? Like, That's is that too hot? <laughs> 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 this is why we we desperately want to convert you to the metric system. Come, join us. Join your brothers. Hey, look, the Australians, the UK. Am not, we, I am totally down for the metric system as far as like mathematics go. But like temperature thing, that's the one. I'm just like, like, <laughs> like, like okay, it freezes at zero, boils at a hundred. Got it. That's easy. But the rest of it, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, like, I, c I can understand because, I mean, my my oven in the kitchen has degrees Fahrenheit. I, th I don't think that there is an oven up here that doesn't measure their degrees in Fahrenheit because... Because we make them Exactly. All. We make all the ovens. <laughs> Maytag, baby. <laughs> See, now, people have always been, you know, Canadians have always been afraid of America annexing us because, I mean... It could have been a potential thing, but I'm like, it's already happened, guys. Merchandising, okay? Television. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the, already it's the happened. Social, it's the social annex. We've been doing it to the world for years, and everyone knows and isn't doing shit about it. Anyways, it's because there's too much um, entertainment involved in it. I mean, like, you know, what are we going to do? You know, we got boring lives, and what am I going to do? Watch Canadian television? Ugh, Heartland. Yuck. I don't even. I don't even watch American television, so I don't even know how good or bad Canadian television is. Oh, I haven't watched. I haven't watched TV since I was like fifteen. Like, like, like at a regular pace. Like, never. Oh wow! Since I was fifteen, I don't like. I've been. You know, it's the internet age, man. It's been YouTube or Netflix or. I mean, I've had Netflix since. 2009 mm -hmm. and that's like when it started almost like that is a very good point it was yes tv is kind of on the on the verge and i'm also a big movie guy so like netflix was amazing for me at first because i i love movies like yeah i i've said this several times if i just didn't have way too many podcast shows i'd have a movie one and i'd have a D, &D one <laughs> and i'd have <laughs> Like, like I would just, I would just be talking to the void with like seven people listening to me about like my, I will say this, um, we started a Pathfinder one campaign, yeah. which 
Morg, I think you've heard my rant about Pathfinder 1. I don't really like Pathfinder 1. I don't think but... anybody likes Pathfinder 1 unless they liked Oh no. D&D. They liked 3 anyone who's like rooted in 3.5 yeah, loves I, Pathfinder you took, 1. You took the words out of my mouth. I was, was going to say yeah, unless they referred to like 3.5 where everybody has to worry about all these different modifiers yeah. and complex math and shit and stuff like that like you get a debuff right. because of this, but you also get a buff because of that and a debuff from this. So, Oh my there's, god! There's different generations of D and D players, right? Mm. So you got the first and early generations that play a mix between basic D and D, advanced D and D, and second edition, mm-hmm. right? Those are like the old old school players. Literally, my parents, right? My parents played D and D, and that's what they played: first, second, and yeah, advanced. Um, that's their sort of wheelhouse of what they understand. Um, there's a next generation of D&D that is the third generation. Thinking, Think about in terms of numbers of players, um, about quadruple is about that third generation. That A majority of that third generation has stayed in that third generation. Oh. And that the evolution of third generation became Pathfinder. Oh. Now, here's, here's where it gets complicated, okay? Mm-hmm. You have some, and I mean some, very few, that pulled into D&D 4th Gen, right? Yeah. And imagine, imagine it's like the fingers on your hand, mm-hmm. right? And third generation is your palm. Yeah. Pathfinder becomes your index, middle, ring, and thumb, if you put them together. Oh, my. Then you get 4th edition is your pinky. That's about the people that moved on to 4th edition or went to 4th generation and said, nope, and just came right back. 4th generation didn't have a lot of throughput from 3rd generation. However, now take your hand, your elbow, and your shoulder and add it to that pinky. Oh, dear God. (laughs) And that's how many people came came into 4th generation. So, like, there's a lot of 4th generation players who were new to D&D at that point because 4th generation is the most accessible at that point. Then you put on fifth generation and quadruple that, and that's what we're at right now at D&D. With second edition Pathfinder bringing in a lot of that old third gen, bringing in people from fifth gen who's disincentivized with uh, the lack of complexity of fifth edition. Um, Like I am. I'm a a Pathfinder 2 convert because of I desperately want more depth in my fifth edition games. And it's just not there. Oh, yeah. It's just not. Well, that's what the Unearthed Arcana is for. And that's what Homebrew is for. It's a wonderful, tasty world. Yeah, but world. You, to me, to me, no, Homebrew is fine. There's not, that's a, that is a strength of any D&D, though. Mm-hmm. Is that homebrew is a thing. It's always been a thing. But um, Unearthed Arcana is just another, I think of it like Connect Four. It's just another slot to put your checker in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just more options. It's just more really bland options <laughs> like in in my brain like so here we are in a D rant but like um so i'm playing pathfinder one right mm-hmm. uh we we did our session zero literally yesterday and our party is like so crazy because pathfinder one is complete there is no more books coming out for it but it's massive in terms of player classes races and that kind of stuff right so uh, a friend of mine is a Dampier, which is a half vampire, um, which is a playable race. Yeah, um, think like Dampier. Blade. Yeah, pretty much. He's a Dampier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blade, but pale. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> We're not racist, um, I promise. I love Blade, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes did an amazing job. I don't care how many people say that his movies are bad. I love them. Uh, so he's a Dampier cleric of death. Uh, so he's like a death cleric. Then we have my brother, who is playing a halfling cleric of community and fire. So he's a chef. He literally, his his worship, way of worshipping is cooking in his giant kettle that's on his back. There's a masterwork kettle, by the way. Um, what does God happen to go by the name of Lord Ramsey? Uh, he wanted to do Dionysus. Oh. Um, I think Ramsey would be better. However... Uh, however, we figured out that Dionysus is essentially just the date rape god, if you ever look into that. Ugh, I, I don't so want to look into can... that. The Greeks are very strange I mean, people. Uh, so Dionysus, like, it, like, it's food and wine. He's like, oh yeah, no, 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 I want to be a chef, and I want to, like, be a community, and that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we looked into Dionysus, and it's like, no, it's specifically about wine, getting drunk, being crazy and how it affects women specifically and we're like oh basically fornication oh, it's, yes it's the date rape god um we're just gonna avoid that forever <laughs> let's just say so, that there yeah. are a lot of greek egyptian and uh norse mythologies that have some very strange things happening to a lot of their characters and their pantheons uh like right. Loki transforming into a horse just so that he can drag off that one giant's horse and have it breed with him. And then Loki himself gives birth to a whole bunch of monsters. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. Um, puny God? Question mark? Scratch head? Uh, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the, uh, uh, <laughs> the other guy is a blood rager. And if you don't know what a blood rager is, it's a barbarian that uses his own blood to do dark magic. Ah, that sounds very familiar. Um, yeah. Uh, but I think blood rager and pathfinder happened before unearthed arcane. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's, they did this thing where they did a lot of cross cross class stuff. Mm -hmm. And what, what happens when you mix the witch, which is a base class, with a barbarian, you get this. Oh, that's cool. Because um, yeah, we had a uh, we had a player who chose to be a blood sorceress um, for their mm. for their run, and instead of using spell slots, they would use um, their HP? yeah yeah they would use their their life yeah. pool in order to be able to cast spells. And so they were like, after finishing like you know the biggest fireball that they could, they'd be this frail little thing going, okay, you guys are gonna take it from here. You know, uh. <laughs> and we're like, okay, plasma, please. Yeah, <laughs> we're all like, cure wounds, packs, cure wounds, please. cure wounds, cast fireball again. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, okay, and there'd be like the paladin just right behind, just like wait, wait, vastly wait. on hands. It doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna use my blood to heal my blood like it isn't it is yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna use my blood to heal my bl- i am okay. doing a self-transfusion no 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 we'd have like clerics and like druids or whatever and everybody's just using like cure wounds on them so uh my character so i'm the 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 other guy there's one guy's gonna be a paladin but he didn't show up for session zero um but he always plays paladin mm-hmm. it's kind of his thing um or warrior or some sort of like melee class uh, so we don't know what he's going to be, but my my character is a rat folk, um, 
rogue oh. named Shank. Um, and he's super small. Like, rat folk are small. Um, so, like, I'm, like, what did I say? Like, three foot ten? Like, I'm not even four feet tall. That's a um, pretty big rat. Well, yeah, I mean, but... Uh, so, he's also... There's archetypes in Pathfinder 1. Um, so, they did this in Pathfinder 2 where it's like, oh, yeah, you can take this path. D&D does this, right? The, the subclass or whatever. Mm-hmm. The paths. Uh, they're, they're, what they do with this one is they basically replace some base class abilities with new ones. And there's a lot of these, right? Like, most classes have eight or nine. Right, yep. Um, just because how large the book pool is for these things. Um, but So, I took the sniper archetype where I get rid of a lot of the trap sense stuff in order to uh, get bonuses to like distance on shots and that kind of stuff and doing sneak attack of bows mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So I'm like a sniper sitting in the back. Everyone else is like front to middle line, and I'm the one dude in the back, uh, the little rat sniper. Now, the cool thing about this campaign is it's supposed to be like super hard. Like it's supposed to be tuned a, like to be like a vi- – like, video game difficulty like hard mode right oh so we actually have so we rolled so you know you roll stats right you get six stats you plug them into wherever you want to go right mm-hmm. normal yep. D stuff uh so we rolled six sets of stats right mm-hmm. we kept the top three and we have a pool of three characters that we assigned these stats that we rolled on session zero so character dies we have two more characters like two extra lives now that character's dead but we have two other characters on the bench in quotation marks um which i don't know what those characters are for me i'm thinking no barbarian for one and then i might do something else but um yeah so like that was fun oh and we had a really cool alternate rule oh like a homebrew i love homebrew rules uh, for um rolling stats okay okay 46 drop the lowest that's pretty standard yep, right yep that's the standard um if you roll three ones it's a 19 what really <gasps> that's our homebrew roll oh and i love I, it i will be using this for the rest of my life i think we need um, to adopt this in my group i think we need to adopt that rule three ones equals a 19 i like the sound of that because it's so hard to I don't know if I could say that it's so hard, but it is kind of rare to be getting those. And if you do happen to be that yeah. unlucky schmuck who happens to get them, I mean, you might as well take advantage of it, right? Right. So I talked about we had six chances. All of mine were kind of mediocre. Only one of them had a bunch of positives. But I did get 119. Now listen to this, okay? This is the stats, and I just remember these because they're just that bad. Oh, boy. Uh, so it is a... 10, 10, 10, and this is just from rolling, right? Oh, no. 16, 19, and you're like, oh, yeah? 7. Oh! How could you keep a 7? You can't... No, 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 no. Guess what? Anything, Guess anything... what? They were all the other ones were that bad. No. Like, take out the 19, like, 14s to 16s were my best. I got one 17 and another roll. Oh. Uh, like... And that one, there was like a 17, and like it was like 8, 10, 6, 12. Like uh, th- oh. that one was like, oh my gosh. And it had a 14 and a 17. And I was like, oh my. I remember them because they're so bad. Oh. Right? I didn't take that one because I'm like, I can't take 
an eight and a six. It's just not happening. I think you need to um, microwave your dice for a couple of seconds, you know? Just kind of like, you know, uh, shift fate in I, the right I can't, direction. I can't, I can't in good faith do this. And it's not, it's not, it, it's, it's my only, like, you know, they had those blocks of 12d6. Yeah. It's my only block of 12d6. Like, it's my only one. So, like, doing that, I mean, I had to buy another one. You, m- you might um, need to go to, like, a spiritualist and have her, like, consecrate it with some white magic. You know, she'll have, like, a crystal grid and she'll have, like, candles all around and some incense burning. And then she'll just kind of, she'll do some sort of, like, a, a Hindu or Buddhist chant. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Chris and the dice. By Got the it. way, I am making fun of my own faith. Yes, I am a spiritualist. Don't hate me for it, okay? But yeah, anyways, um, I mean, I don't, and I'm, I'm the most hateful religion in the world, Christian. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, self burn. I guess I don't, I don't know. know. Please, please don't, please don't hate on me. <laughs> we're, we're not supposed to hate um, but, on anybody, and uh, we're not even supposed to believe yeah. in a hell unless it's the one that you make manifest for yourself. But anyways, yeah. Um, Oh boy! Speaking of which, if you want to see that, play Hellblade. Anyways, we're uh, like forty-five <laughs> minutes in, and uh, I have yet to talk about my second monster. Second monster. So, what's your second? Okay, monster? Um, I'm sorry, but I love I love these sides. Honestly, guys. yeah, they're really really fun, <laughs> and getting into the D and D discussion is probably one of my favorite things to do. But that that remains you second. Know. No okay, so the second one. Uh, now, this is just something that because. Mm, this one's a really hard one for me to say. Um, you're you're asking for um, monsters that are most likely to come back, correct? Or are you asking for my no. personal choices? Your personal. Oh opinions. boy, yeah, my personal favorites. Um, uh, honestly, I would like to see more insects or at least a crab, but I know that they're not going to come back. Um, my top choices. Now, do keep in mind they did see fan favorites, so like I'm not saying like, hey, just any of your three favorites. Like, mm-hmm. try to keep it within the realm of fan if favorites. It's, if like, it's within the realm of fan favorites, then it's going to be probably a monster that is not unique to Generations or Generations Ultimate. It's got to be something that's within the lines of like anywhere between um, the early first but we, games. But we did get, uh, we did get uh, what is what do you call it? Um, Glavinus. Yeah, we did get Glavinus. That was a huge surprise. Um, I don't think anybody was counting on that to happen, and I still get goosebumps just watching that first trailer. I'm like, oh my god, we got him. Um, Fan favorite. Oh my god. Um, Now that you've mentioned that, I'm probably betting... uh, I can't imagine there being another Generations Generations Ultimate Monster. Um, To go with my gut... I would say um, they're probably not going to bring back a siege monster, so we can scrap Lao Shen Lung. Um, Dalamadur is never going to make it because he's just too damn big and it would just chug the system. Uh, Valstrax, probably not because his moveset is a little too complicated for that kind of a skeleton. Uh, I also didn't think... I don't think Valstrax would put it be in the category of fan favorite. No, no, no. There's a lot of hate for Valstrax. It's a very hard... It's a difficult fight. Good design. Good mechanics. Really kind of fun to fight, but goddamn tough. Um, you know, I just furrowed my brow on that one. I have had zero troubles with Valstrax. Oh, I, I, I sometimes have trouble with them. Like, especially when I'm in a group hmm. and I decide to go for the aerial support. 
And yeah, God, he's got such wide. I play adept. Like that's not fair. Adept is so easy to to deal with. Oh yeah, try anything but adept, and you might get creamed. Although valor is a pretty good option for fighting Valstrax. I mean, it just kind of the way that the set is built around losing health and you know getting dragon spirit activated and stuff like that. Um, darn it. Okay, so. Honestly, um, a lot of my favorites have already made it in, especially the ones that date back as far as I can remember from playing in Freedom Unite, like, for example, Rajang, uh, Yang Garuga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Um, are you, you going to actually pick a second one? <laughs> and you got a third, too. I know. I, I'm just thinking so hard because this is really difficult for me because I don't think that it's going to be a mid-tier or low-tier monster. Do you want me... It's very hard Do you want me to just choose. do my three while you think I mean, of it? Because I, I can tell you what my three are like I now. mean, my second pick would probably be Fatalis. I mean, uh, they're, they're okay. constantly... Like, everybody's been badgering about the big hints towards that and, like, the 15th anniversary. Well, I'm like, oh, nah, nah. And I'm like, yeah. you know, there's a pretty good chance that he might there's bring something him back. To it. Um, yeah. I mean, like, he is kind of the... I wouldn't... I don't know if I can say that Fatalis is a fan favorite. I mean, I like Fatalis, especially White Fatalis. That's my favorite one. Now, hold on. Hold on. Here, Here's a little caveat to fan favorite, right? Mm-hmm. Think about how Japanese-centric they are in their development. Oh, I... Okay. Mm. So Keep Fatalis would definitely be in, a, be in the fan favorite if you're yeah. talking about japan-centric thinking yeah okay um, okay that that helps narrow granted it that narrows it down granted they have said they aren't doing that but there's still signs that they're still doing yeah that. i mean like yeah like i don't know <laughs> like that big announcement that was at japan japan's time and only in japanese yep um that we had to did they even translate i'm it? I i'm know. not sure I, I mean i missed it so i i don't actually know what happened then but i mean whatever did happen then if yeah, it's towards fatalis then uh, i i can imagine him definitely coming into the game um i don't know if they're if they're going to bring like the alternative forms like crimson or white like i would love to fight um um an ancient fatalis again like the ancestral dragon was just so he's he's really cool i don't know any other the theme song like, is just Spot it, on. One of the best songs in this series. I would argue that it is probably that's the best. saying something. I mean, Toxic Eternity has already, like, on my request, done the Tigrex theme, and he does a great job with, like, hard metal. Like, it was chuggy, it was heavy, and it was just brutal to listen to, and it just fits Tigrex. And then recently he's done... It doesn't sound like my kind of music at all. Brutal to listen to. Mm. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a metalhead. I, I can't help that, you know? I mean... Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not... So, like, that was the thing, like, back to Doom. Doom 2016 is the most metal I have ever listened to. I love it to death, but I am not a metal. No, yeah. Like, Um, for any of you guys who do know, I listen to bands like The Unguided. I like Slipknot. I like Korn. Um, Mushroom Head, what are, uh, Metallica. What's that Russian one? Rammstein. Do you oh, listen to Rammstein? Yes, the German band. They make really good metal. Oh, man. Okay, so I, I had a friend in high school that was obsessed with them. And like he was like, you got to listen to this. And I'm like, cool, what is it? And it's like, wait a minute, this is Jeff. Um, and my friend Jeff in high school was like super metalhead. I was like, wait a minute, I have to temper this. It's Jeff. I'm probably going to hate it. Um, 
it wasn't that bad, but I wouldn't listen to it no, normally. However, if you ever get your hands on uh, Morg, mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't believe I've never mentioned this oh? to you. Windrose. Windrose. Have you ever heard of Windrose? No, I haven't. I've actually heard of a lot of bands, but I mean, like, there's always a new one that pops up. Like, Ginger, I knew nothing about until the, that one song, Pisces. Holy crap, that Ukrainian girl has some vocals. And the deepest growl that I've ever heard of come out of a petite little okay. thing. But yeah, Windrose. Listeners, I don't... If you're not in the metal, that's fine. Uh, I'm not either, but... The genre is not metal. It is not death metal. It is not any of those other metal. Not metals. black metal. It is called not not black metal. It is called dwarven metal. Dwarven metal. And their name is Windrose. Oh. And their big hit right now oh. is a song about digging. And it's amazing. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have to check out Windrose because there are actually a bunch of like bands that kind of have like that sort of Viking or like Middle Earth questing kind of feel about them. Like Blind Guardian, it does really good Viking rock. I would definitely recommend that to anybody who does like that kind of um, theme of music. Like they've got like tons of albums. They're fantastic. Viking rock is really really good. Um, but yeah, anyways, yeah. Uh, I was just mentioning, yeah, Toxic Eternity, he does really good video game uh, covers, like, metal-wise, and he also recently just did the Monster Hunter 4 um, opening song, and holy crap, he does a really, really good job of it. So if anybody were to do the White Fatalis, or the Zenogre or Nargakuga themes, it would be him, and, like... He can do all kinds of, like, styles of metal. Like, he can do thrash, he can do shredding, he can do the really intense guitar solos, he Hmm. can do picking, he can do tapping. Um, Like, honestly, I don't think that there's anything he can't do. But, like, yeah, he's he's phenomenal. And if anybody were to do the White Fatalis theme, I would trust him the most with it. Um... Hmm. But yeah, white white okay. fatalis. I really wish would come, but I think it's probably going to be standard black fatalis for my second pick. As for the third one, um, now one more one more thing, just like on the on the music, mm-hmm. right? Um, you've heard of black loot, right? You know, the funny thing is, the more that we talk about these things, the more I learn, and I'm surprised by what you find. I have never heard of this before. I'm actually liking this. Black. Okay, so Mo- Monster Hunter Swing is my one of my favorite CDs of Monster all time. Monster Hunter Swing. Um, yeah, it's a swing jazz version <gasps> of a lot of a lot of all the, uh, a lot of the old, and we're talking old as in up through third generation Monster. Oh, okay. Um, I bought this back in like 2011, 2012 from Japan. They actually locked my bank account for like fraudulent activities, just trying to buy this CD. Oh my God. Uh, It was quite the ordeal. I actually own a physical CD of this thing. What was the name Um, of this? I've got a monster hunter swing. Um, black loot is the same songs done in metal. Okay, Black Loot. So there, there are oh. like official like Monster Hunter metal. Oh, I know who Black Loot is. I oh my god, he has the best Camellios theme. Like oh my god, it's so good. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did I say Camellios? Yeah, I said Camellios, right? Yeah, you said yeah. Camellios. Yeah, and he, I think he's also. I haven't listened to all of Black Loot. I know it's really good. Um, I just don't. I don't listen to metal. So, like, it wasn't as catchy to me as the jazz swing. I love jazz swing. Like, I just... Yeah, like... I love instrumentation like that because 
Um, I can't believe I completely up until forgot. up until I went to college for computer programming. I was in college for um, music, and I was a brass player, specifically trumpet. So a lot of times when trumpets are in nice kind of things, I really gravitate towards it. And uh, my late grandfather was also a huge trumpet player. He was like first chair in Chicago, uh, Cincinnati, and Austin uh, concert bands, mm-hmm. uh, like their orchestras, like whole city orchestra. He was chair number one cornet. Um, so I learned a lot from him and that kind of stuff. So I gravitate towards that kind of music anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, there's, I don't think that there's like really too many genres that I dislike, but I mean, among all the, the genres that I do like next to metal would be, you know, jazz of, pretty much any kind. I don't think there's a type of jazz that I don't like, whether it's cafe jazz, elevator jazz, um, acid jazz, swing jazz, or like... Yeah, I remember you talking about acid jazz, yeah. That, that is so good It stuff. is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Go and check out some acid but, jazz, ladies and gentlemen. You'll, you'll not regret it. The whole Monster Hunter Swing CD is on YouTube, and you can just look oh, it up. Yeah. Monster Hunter Swing... Uh, the Poke Village theme. I'm sorry, Wolfie. Yours, your Poke Village theme is amazing, and I love it. However, I, it's my number three version of that song, next to the original. Again, the original is so yeah, good. Yeah, the original is fantastic. But the jazz Poke Village theme. Uh, there are times that that song has pulled me through some real personal stuff. Like honestly, <laughs> like it is. It is like literally um aside it is my second favorite song of all time that specific rendition of of that that song which is the monster Hunter swing uh poke village um first is actually from a play man of la mancha mm. the impossible dream so yeah yeah oh my god yeah if you had to tell me to pick and choose which version of poke village that i liked I unfortunately would have to compare it to the train track scenario where there's five people tied up on the train tracks. I have a switch, and on the other side, there's one person tied up on the train tracks. Only in this case, the the numbers are like five, seven, twenty, and then like over there, there's like that one guy who you know you considered your best friend, and then you had to pick between all the different ones, and you're like, throw the switch, and I'm like, ugh. This is sacrilege. I can't choose. And then you just throw yourself. Sacrilege. You just throw yourself onto the tracks and you stop it by gumming it up with your juicy organs. And then like everybody's like, yay, we're saved. Thanks to that noble soul who didn't pick or choose between us because, you know, he equally values all of us because what a nice guy. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be the Kobe Marashi for a reason. But... I I hate that question. I had to answer that one in prey today and I am not happy about my decision. But anyways, um oh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyways, um yeah, sorry, it was the one. I I didn't have a choice. You know, I can't kill five people. That's just wrong. You know, they have families choice, you know. Like <laughs> I I'm just hurting more people if I just don't do anything. So so did we actually... So Fatalis is your number two. Fatalis What's would be number my number three? two. Um, for my number three. Now, if we were looking at it from the Japanese perspective... Mm. Oh! Um... Gadge- uh, yeah, okay. Sh- uh, Shakalaka King is not going to be it. Vespoid Queen, definitely Mm-mm. not going to be it. Even though Mm-mm. I want it. I, I would very much like to see a Vespoid Queen. No, I, I'm Shaka-Laka okay with Vespoid Queen, but we already got Gajalaka King. Yeah. 
we already got the Shakalaka King in the Witcher quest. And that's it. That's enough. That's all the reference we need to that monster ever again. <laughs> On record, the only monster in which I hate in the whole series. Does, does he even have, like, the same moveset where he, like, shakes his crazy, like, um, crown mask thing, whatever, and then, like, balls of fire, like, spit out of it in every direction and explode? Yes. Yes, he has a barbecue spit for a head in the in the Freedom Universe. Oh, wait, but it, did that translate over into world, though? Yes. Really? Yes, it did. Oh, I never... Yeah. <laughs> I never fought him! Even his ridiculous, I'm going to hit you and not stagger you and do a bunch of damage? Yeah, that translated oh! over. That translated all the other... All of the shit that that monster <laughs> is got translated over. And, I'm so happy. Yeah. I'm so happy that that came... I'm, no, don't oh, be. No, I'm... That- I, now everybody can suffer I will, as I, I will disown you for your happiness on this one. I will disown I, you. I, no. I, no, this is... This Mork, is, no. <laughs> Bad Mork. This is my sadistic glee, you know, being like, now everyone can suffer uh, too. Yay! That's how I felt with Garuga. I am not That's the, how I felt with Garuga and Rajang when they came in. I'm like, yay, now everyone can cry and, you know, piss themselves and, I, you know, and like all the I, I'm worst. I'm very much on the... the I'm very much in the get off my lawn territory lately. Instead of like, oh, you can share in my pain. You're like, ha. For me, it's like, ha. You think this is pain? Come on. You never fought an Apex. Come on. Like this is, this is just freaking, this is playing with like toddler toys compared to that. that (laughs) That's always been my stance on the new regime. That sucker could pick up huge rocks. Like, massive bigger than the ones that you could ever like imagined like if you if you've ever played gu and that's as far back as you've gone oh my god you've never experienced apex rajang he picks up like skyscraper <laughs> yeah. it's rocks. like a quarter it's a quarter of the map in which you're standing on it feels it's, like the the room at least like the rock yeah. is so big it takes up more than half the screen you're like oh my god and you have no choice but to superman dive you just you just don't. You have no other option. Or or guard point. Mm. I was guard pointing in that day and age. Yeah. Because blocking does do it. Blocking will but it hits three times if you it block. It hurts so uh, hard. But if you guard point, it's once. It's once. Wow, yeah. So. If you're really good with charge blade or yeah. Wait, Charge Blade, I think, was Which the I only was. one. Charge Blade was Here, the only one that had guard points, Here's the thing, points, right? though. Remember when they fixed Charge Blade in quotations? When they fixed it? In air um, quotes. Because then you couldn't, because you couldn't do the Super AD mm-hmm. and Generations. Yes. That's actually how I played in 4 Ultimate. I don't go into Super AEDs. I actually use the axe attacks, and I always have. And, like, and people are like, why do you do that? It's not efficient. I'm like, because I like it. And it's fun. I respect you for that. I respect you for that. And it breaks parts. Yeah. Which is most important. Yes, it, yes it's really Anyways. good for breaking parts and KOing because, yeah, if you do, like, just the regular S-A-E-D, um, yeah. You, triple hit, round right the head. Yeah. Perfect. Um, honestly, for the third monster, like, I, Chris is never coming back. Um, not until they Mm-mm. fix its neck. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is like a sports announcement or water. My God. It's like a sports announcement where somebody was like, Oh, due to a severe neck injury, unfortunately that player is not going to be attending for the whole season. But anyways, um, uh, let me, the whole series, yeah. <laughs> the whole series ever. Yeah, again. Nope. He's not making a comeback. Uh, he's going to be, uh, left to the sidelines. He's dead. Um, he's as my daughter likes to say, thanks to my dad. Who's a Trekkie. He's a <laughs> uh, yes. 
He's dead, Jim. Jim, he's dead. <laughs> oh man. So number three. Let's okay. focus. Um I focus. it could focus needs it could focus. be an elder dragon. And I I really want it to be Camellios. Fits the theme. Like it's just Alright. I that's your answer. Yes, Camellius, yes right? it is. I I like the theme song, okay. I like the design, I like the mechanics that it has, I like its the fight. It's actually not a bad guess because all of the original elders are in, except Camellius. Even Lunastra, which was ignored. For the longest for time. For so long. So long she was ignored. And a Camellius was in there, and people were like, I like Camellius. He's so and cool. The, and the funny thing is, is that they did not have to bring Lunastra back. There there really was no mm-hmm. reason to do it. It was exactly the same fight as it was in the past. Like, well. But they left Camellian, boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, anyway, like, they did change Lunastra's mechanics in the new games, but basically in the past, it was exactly the same fight. There was no difference between Lunastra oh, yeah. and Teostra. No. <laughs> there wasn't. Um, actually, what they did is it was, Lunastra was, and I mentioned this when I brought her back, in the same vein of the similarities of Monoblos and Diablos, mm-hmm. or Diablos. I, I, I enunciated the die instead of D. Yeah. Because I like to say Diablos because, you know, Diablo and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's actually, I think it's supposed to be Diablos because it is dies and yeah. two horns. Monoblos, one horn, was a... Imagine D- Diablos is Triceratops, right? Yeah. Styracosaurus is what a Monoblos I is. love Styracosaurus. Spikes on his frill. Uh, he's got a long nose horn uh, instead of the, the two... Big horns and Monoblos is famous for not only being one of the few offline only monsters at the time, mm-hmm. which that's what Lunastra was. Lunastra was the offline version of Teostra. Yeah. You had to go online to fight Teostra or Di- Diablos. And uh, another thing is, Monoblos is famous for actually straight up killing a hunter in the lore. Um, st- like stabbing. Yeah, brutal impalement. Was, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I like. I like your Camellia's yeah. answer, and that's why. Like when you say Camellia's, I'm like that's your answer. It's got to yeah. be because it's it's actually. And I mean, one. like when you look at the design of Namiel, like it's got that long, slender neck, and it's got the very short, sort of stubby mm-hmm. kind of like um, limbs to it, and it's got massive, very Camellia's esque, and yeah. like it's got a tail that almost seems to like. It's a very broad tail. So I mean, like. There are a lot of similarities that I can, like, have, but, like, between the two monsters that I'm like, oh, my God, this could have been a Camellios. And the more I think about it, the more I hope that Camellios is the fan favorite that everybody wants, because I really miss that monster. And honestly, the only thing that I can think of right now is that everybody right now is focusing on top-tier monsters. They're not worrying about the mid- or low-tier monsters. There is no... There's no new monster that's going to be like a great Jagras level. They're just not going to do that. It doesn't make sense. It's so yeah, late no. into the game. Not unless it's greatest Jagras. It yeah. makes sense to bring another Elder Dragon in. Or yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. Um. Or that level, yeah. like a Rajong, because yeah. Rajong you can put up there with Elders as far as mm-hmm. strength. Um. However, fuck you, Capcom, and your lore with Rajong and Kiri <laughs> makes no fucking sense. And I'm going to keep saying that till the day I die because you can't call something the rarest animal alive <laughs> and make it hunted by something else. Uh, it doesn't make sense. Oh, man. 
Whoever made that decision, go die in a hole. <laughs> not really. That's not. That's kind of mean. Well, the fuck but I mean, it does. It does anger me I, very much. I remember so. first play, uh, playing, playing, uh, and then like watching that scene, and then like I, I, I was like laughing my ass off and going like, he ate it like a carrot, and then he just goes super saiyan. I'm like, oh, Fortwan is not going to be happy about this when he finds no. out. But my first words, my first words after watching that was. Fuck you, Capcom. <laughs> exactly like that. I, my brother was watching with me, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I oh, I'm gonna hear about this one for a while." I'm like, "Sure, you are, you darn straight." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> All the people who were like, "It's um, not true." Yeah. Capcom just like search uh, your feelings. You know this. Well, there's reasons why it's not true because it makes no ecological sense at all hey we like to focus on our ecology and the realistic things of our monsters and that kind of stuff and also kieran's so rare we know nothing about it in five generations of the game in which he's been in every generation oh also hi rajong to usually eats its horn what what do you mean usually eats its horn aren't they supposed to be so rare we don't know where they are hmm. so rare so rare? <laughs> it's like a, They're that rare? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's like a rite of passage thing. Although, then again, every Rajang that we've come across, you know, when it gets angry, it turns yellow. So, I mean, uh, Precisely, continuity. which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> Major uh, continuity error. But anyways, yeah. Uh, but on I'm a happy note, you know, that's my three. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what are your okay, three? My three... Before I asked you, I actually knew what my three Okay. Were. Kazoo. Ooh. Super big fan favorite in Japan. Kazoo. Super yes, big. Kazoo. That one is a fan favorite. It has a even cutesy name with a lot of cutesy art. Seriously, if you go look up fan art of Kazoo, a lot of them are cute. Honest, I'm not even kidding. Hon- <laughs> with, like, kissy hearts and, like, all sorts of weird chibi stuff. Like, as much as people think Kazoo just looks like a dick with wings. Yeah. Like, I w- <laughs> for some reason, people like it. Um, I mean, I've always liked Kazoo because I think it's an interesting fight. It's very much an AoE monster, which doesn't happen a mm-hmm. lot of time. But, uh, so Kazoo, uh, which is also known as Fudu Fudu in uh, Japan, so it sounds cute. Um, see, I know a lot about Kazoo because it's fun. Um, Kazoo, Fatalis is my number two. Uh... Um because of the 15th anniversary, we saw the new render. It makes sense. Fatalis is definitely a fan favorite. And my number three, it's a caveat, right? Okay. So my number three would be Mitsune, because Mitsune is a huge fan favorite. It However, is. it's a Leviathan. Yes. And I don't think that'll happen. So I think they'll flip it and say Ostalus. Maybe? I can imagine one of the Faded Four is making it into the game. Because, yeah, the Faded Four are right. extremely popular. Yes, and I don't see it being Gameth, and I don't see it being Mitsune just because of the mods. Yeah, they would have... We've been surprised because we have a Primitus model, mm-hmm. and it's the only one so far. Yep. Now, if they come back and say fan favorite Kangalala, I'm just... That's just like a second fuck you Capcom. Because, like, no, he's not a fan favorite. Uh, I don't even think Blangonga is a fan favorite. So, like, I don't see a Primitus coming. No. I don't see... I don't see Plesioth coming no. back. Um, but... I would argue that he is in a fan favorite as a joke because it is known how well he is hated by lots of members of the community. The community members, at least, and maybe the developers may be a little detached from the community at times, but the community 
like leaders like Yuri and Sox and those people are very well versed on what a fan favorite is and could make and do make meta jokes about that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I can see yeah. please please being a meta joke. So that's kind of like my honorable mentions, which would be um Plesioth and um Mitsuno. Yeah, I, I, um, I could imagine I them see... bring, bringing back Plesioth as a joke. But I mean, like, <laughs> oh man, I just came up with the well, worst joke possible associated with Plesioth. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, people should not be, you know, physically or verbally abusing that poor Plesioth, you know? Cause, you know, you just don't do that to an invalid. Why do I call it an invalid, you might ask? Because it has broken right. hips. Hi! Oh, oh my god, yes. Oh, that one took some explaining, but I like it. Um, also, funny story, um, you also shouldn't kick a Plesioth. No, you shouldn't. No. No. Shouldn't. We don't kick fish. It's not actually a funny story. I don't know why I said that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> a fine kettle of fish um, that we're in. But yeah, anyways, yeah. So... Uh, so there, and then the last thing I think is they're hinting at more monsters for June onwards. Yes. So if that's true, we're going to see the first time since Monster Hunter's release that we did not get an annual, annual game. Hmm. Yeah, that would be something. And now I, I figure that has to happen eventually, right? Um, but 2020 may be the first year. Mm-hmm. Although. So in 16 years. Then again, I mean, um, Gaijin Hunter was hinting towards um, there being the possibility of maybe a portable, like maybe a Switch-oriented Monster Hunter game maybe coming around to, you know, but that that was just based upon the model that he showed us of like the sales of consoles at the time that he, you know, yeah, posted that Twitter. Yeah, that's all speculation. And, yeah. like, apparently Switches are, like, skyrocketing. Like, they're selling, like, hotcakes in Japan right now. Like, more than any of the other consoles are. So... Oh, yeah, dude. Switch is amazing. Yeah. Like, as much as I... Like, I was talking about Doom, like, way in the beginning of the podcast. I would have liked to play Doom on the Switch. In fact, I prefer most of my games on mm-hmm. the Switch. I have bought so many games and not finished them and then rebought it on the switch and finished it it's just it's i don't even want to list yeah. it. like so many indie games and that kind of stuff the closest i came to beating darkest dungeon was on the switch mm-hmm. and i own that on like i said in side quest um what five different platforms mm-hmm. four uh all of which have had significant game time um like the only way i even came close to finishing it was switch um I love stuff like, and there has so many cool indie games on it too. Now, granted, it's getting a lot of shovelware now. Like every Thursday, there's just a cavalcade of like 15 games you shouldn't care about. But um, there's some like really good like indie games on there that would like Switch exclusive or like very heavily marketed on the Switch for a while. Like um, it was not Switch exclusive, but uh, Snake Pass. Oh yeah. Snake Pass is amazing. If it wasn't for Breath of Wild, I kid you not, Snake Pass would have been my game of the year 2017. Mm-hmm. I love that game. Um, so it's a platformer where you're a snake. Yeah. And so cool. And you have to move like a snake. Like you can't just like go in a straight line because snakes can't go in a straight line. That's not how they move. No, yeah, um, yeah. They use like, um, uh, I don't know how to. They roll their belly scales and they sw- 
Yeah, side yeah, wind. yeah. They sidewind. They kind of swivel yeah. their body, and then they use like uh, the muscle motions like throughout yeah. their body to be able to propel them forward. It's like a weird combination of like yeah. coiling and like unraveling. And they can be fast. They can be fast. Yeah, too. yeah. and and it's um, but uh, so stuff like that. Golf story. If you've never played mm-hmm. it, cool. Really good. It's a golf RPG. It's amazing. It's like actual story mode to it mm-hmm. too. Like also, and you actually go to like, there's a prehistoric golf course. There's like, um, there's like a windy golf course and like all that kind of stuff. And it's just really good stuff. Um, yeah. Like so much things to love about the switch and the fact that like it's selling more and more. It's just, I can see them making a monster Hunter for the switch. However, granted we're the first month into the year mm-hmm. still. I mean, we're not, we're barely halfway through right now. Uh, well, actually, no, never mind. We are most of the way through January right yep. now. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like, th- there must be some sort of announcement soon, or we're probably not going to see a game. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing like a cop out, like Monster Hunter Stories port for the Switch, though. I would like to see them. That's what I could. Yeah, see. I would like to see them, like even like maybe make a sequel. That would be fun. Where it in, like. It uh, that that's why I called it a cop out because I see the, the port happening more than a yeah because I mean like we already have With, like the original games on either 3ds or like your phone like Android or iOS I mean like it's so readily accessible I mean they'd have to release something pretty special oh, for the dude. Switch. I'm pretty sure if people paid me the price of the game I would normally not play something on my phone. I hate I hate it. I hate playing on my phone. Yeah. I've done it from time to time, but the one game, the one game I truly loved got shut down. I'd like to think that it was Raid called... Shadow Legends. Uh, did I liked it or that it got shut down? That it got down? shut down because, oh my God, I am so okay. sick of those ads. It's just, uh, it just ruins my yeah. YouTube experience because they, if they are, if it's not an ad, then they're sponsoring the video. It's like, good. T- Wait, yeah. get out of here! Uh, no, it, it was called Hellfire the Summoning, and it was done by DNA or Dina. Um, you might remember them because they partnered with Nintendo yeah. to do a lot of their their mm-hmm. stuff, right? Um, when Nintendo partnered with them, they said, "Hey, you know these other games you're working on? They're gone. You're gonna work on our stuff." Guess what? Hellfire the Summoning was one of their games. Oh. <laughs> And it was like shut down mid operation zero. Oh morning. my god, that's so funny. I was actually part of a subreddit that was very into it. Now, granted, this game wasn't like immense, mm-hmm. right? But there was a good, you know, couple thousand people on this subreddit um, talking about it. It was like, guys, the event isn't firing. Why isn't the event firing? What what's happening? We've messaged everybody, and then like that day, the Nintendo announcement partnership happened, and it's like. And then we got the uh, people got the email. Hey, we're closing down. Da da da. And like, oh no, that is a massive bummer. I love you, I love you Nintendo, but you killed something I love. <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, within the first two weeks of me having my Switch too, or something like that. I got it on release. So it was just very, very, very close to release of the Switch. So I kind of just like, oh no. But I'm going to go home and play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's like having to put down old Yeller. 
and then going over to Spot. Hey, Spot, you kill a little puppy. Right, right. Yeah. Like, immediate distraction. It's like, oh, well. Um, oh, you. So, yeah. Yes, I remember you. Well, I was going to get into what I've been playing, but I think we've taken enough on just side journeys today like, that, that we're probably good. Would we consider that, like, rebound gaming, where you're, you've had a good relationship with the game, and then it's just... It's over, and then you just are like, hey. Now, it's a, it's a different kind of game, yeah. right? It was a cell phone game that I could play at, like, breaks at work, Raw's on lunch, that kind of thing. I ended up just bringing my Switch instead at breaks at work and lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, but th- that was... You know what I mean? It was a different, it was a different play mm-hmm. slot, schedule, or, or something like that for yeah. me. Because, like... I'll talk a little bit right now about what I've been playing because it kind of fits into this conversation. It's like um, I ended up playing, uh, starting Fire Emblem uh, because I had run out of a Switch game that I hadn't already played to death. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's kind of the slot of I'm playing a Switch game. Now, it kind of muddles back and forth between what I play on my PC and my Switch nowadays. I barely play anything on my PS4 unless it's with someone, most of the time my brother. Um so we, we actually kind of stopped Borderlands. I don't think we played it for two weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're nowhere near the end, I don't think. Uh, we're, we're not even halfway to the max level or something yeah. like that. Um, so, like, it's... I don't know. It just sort of happens. But I started playing Fire Emblem Three Houses because uh, I, I got it for my birthday from a friend. He just gave it to me. He's like, that's a big birthday present, dude. Are you <laughs> sure? And he's like, yeah, no, no. No, you need to play it. And I'm like, okay, I'll, oh, I'll play it. So I've been kind of getting into that. Um, but I've also been doing The Witcher and that kind of stuff. But sometimes, like, like I just need, like, okay, I need a game at this opportunity when I feel like sitting at my computer and playing or, or this kind of thing. So now I actually have, because I finished Hellblade, I've moved on to The Witcher 1, um, which talk about a freaking trippy mm-hmm. game. Like, the one thing I want to say about Hellblade, because I don't, I don't want to give you spoilers or anything, because, like, that game is amazing. You need to play it. If only I had an Xbox. The game is not near as stressful. It's on PC also. Yeah, but oh, yeah, I've that's got right. You have a junk you have a Mac. Computers. It's on PS4. You got a PS4. Wait, it's on PS4. Right? It's I've been on PS4. Oh, I gotta get it. I gotta get it now. Now the new one debuted with the Xbox thing. I don't know what that what that's about. I don't. I don't know. It might be pulling a Tomb Raider where the second one's exclusive for no fucking reason. I don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm just picturing like, Indiana Jones like, just now be like, it belongs on a PlayStation! So, uh, Hellblade is amazing. It's not maximum stress once I kind of understood what was going on. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a, it's kind of a spoiler as to why it's not maximum stress. Well, it's a psychological uh, thriller for the most part, right? Right, but they. I'm just gonna spoil it. I'm sorry. There's no other. Might way to say as well. It. Um, I mean, you know, the game's been out for a long they while. They lie to you. <gasps> they lie to no. you. No, the game actually lies to you. Like the and we're not talking like, um, the game story lies to you, and you're like, oh, I found out it's really this. It's like tutorial level level pop up on screen things lie to you oh there is actually so like um when you they tell you when you fail or when you die 
the infection spreads. Like, so your hand is black if you've seen a lot of the mm, screenshots yep. or playing throughs of that kind of stuff. The infection has a cap between bosses. Huh. So you can never truly permadie. Wait a minute. They tell you it's permadeath and it's not permadeath. Wait a minute. Yeah. So it is a lie. It she is a has, lie, and it's a tricky. It's a tricky. She one. has plot armor. That's not fair, D- dude. I tell you what, the game's like nine times more enjoyable once you realize that. Because, at least for me, because I'm not a big permadeath fan, even though I'm playing Fire Emblem on permadeath. I'll get into that another. I'll day. still buy it, and I'll still play it. Um, because the well, you should, because the game's freaking amazing, and it's a really good look into mental uh, health with um, psychosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so good. Uh, I, like, I won't spoil the end and that kind of stuff, but the end had me going like, "What the fuck? What? What?" Like, I literally still do not understand the end. I do not understand how what happened happened. I just don't. I there's just like my brain is like, "Nope, that didn't. I don't." why how <laughs> what did you i just i i can't um it's like no it doesn't mean it's it's not even it doesn't mean it's bad it doesn't mean it's a bad ending i just don't understand <laughs> what happened yeah right i no, no i i understand what happened i don't understand how it's like <laughs> and i don't think they want you to understand how and i think that's part of it but my brain was still like uh, uh <laughs> you can see on Twitter, I put up a thing about it where it's the bunny. From I did, Pets. Like, I did huh? see what? that. Yeah, that huh? was a really funny what? tweet. I had, I had to retweet oh, that. That was so funny. It's like a no, I defy your reality. It just does not make sense, <laughs> right? So I finished Hellblade. It was a good experience. I immediately started jumping into Witcher One because also for my birthday, someone else gave me. Um, Witcher 3 for Switch. Oh. As we call the Switcher. <laughs> the Switcher 3. Um, however, I have I have played a little bit of Witcher 3 before on PS4. I got mm-hmm. rid of it. Uh, actually, it was part of uh, me selling back to GameStop to get my collector's edition of Monster Hunter World. <laughs> so that big $150 thing that they did. Yeah. Um, with the uh, Nergagante statue. That's what I have. Oh. Uh, like it's, it's a giant cube. Um. Like so, that is um, that is what what I have, and I ended up selling a bunch of games, including Mortal Kombat X, The Witcher, three, and stuff that like I think Bloodborne even because I don't really like mm-hmm. Bloodborne. I don't care what people say; I don't like it. It's just no. It's, it's um, just not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea, you know. I mean, like I feel like it, the bullets not... should actually do some damage rather than flinching everybody out. Yes. I don't like the freaking counter mechanic. That's the thing that kills me. It's like I, there's these gimmicky mechanics that you have to do within the game that you have to, you almost have to use to do it. And it's just like, I don't care. Like I didn't have to do that in Demon Souls. That was not a way I had to play. Um, yeah. And yet all the other uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne require you to play that way. Now, granted, they do that to you with a deflection in Sekiro. Mm-hmm. And you know, like they do exactly that. You have to use the deflection. You have to block. And you have to. And you have to. Do you have this. to do it at the right time, or otherwise you miss out on your posture, and then you you become very vulnerable to a one hit KO, and you can't have that. However, I'm okay with it because it fits my play mm-hmm. style. You know what I mean? Now I'm not against that as an as a 
overall thing. I don't think Bloodborne is bad. My my summation is that I don't like it because it doesn't fit how I like to play a game sometimes. Yeah. Now, I mean, like, I, I can understand I'm, if, like, you know, the gun would flinch out, like, say, like, maybe an undead or, like, some sort of an eldritch horror that is, like, beyond, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, physical restraints, like, you know, can't be killed by conventional means. That would make sense why the gun, if you fire it in their face, you know, they just flinch at best. But I mean, like for all the humany kind of based creatures, like I mean, all of the humans are also hunters, which are also buffed. I, I I've I've heard of a, a gamut. Like even in our own Discord, I'm the black sheep for not liking that game. <laughs> like I I yeah, I've heard so many arguments as to why I'm wrong about Bloodborne, but. You know, it's it's an opinion. All yeah, all, all you have to do is just complain about Father Gasquin, and then you know everybody would agree with you. You know, it's just like his, I don't even know who Father Gasquin. <laughs> his is. combos, although I have seen, are unfair. I've seen many many playthroughs of Bloodborne because I actually like the concept. I don't like the setting. I really don't like the setting. That is like that in space. And cowboys are my worst settings, and it's very hard to get me into those. Something settings. tells me you did not like, like Red old, Dead Redemption. Old England. No, I uh. don't. I hate Red Dead Redemption. In fact, I liked Red Dead Redemption, the the the, the PS3 era mm-hmm. one. I liked it, and then they killed John Marston, and I really hated it. I really hated it. Like, yeah, it's one of those things where the ending ten percent of the game ruined the game for me forever blood uh borderlands one is the Mm. same way that game is ruined for me forever because of certain things and especially the end i was just like nope i'm out yeah starcraft starcraft one and starcraft brood war expansion kind of did that for me when they killed phoenix twice I was like, oh my god. Like, in the first campaign, yeah, I mean, like, they showed, like, the scene where, you know, he's presumed dead and then he's come back as a dragoon, and then they just out and out killed him in Brood War. And guess who did does it? Like, it's the Zerg, but it's the Zerg campaign when it happens. So, technically, you kill Phoenix, and I was not happy about that. Oh. I felt really bad. I was like... You get to kill your favorite I, character. That's I had just to. not It nice. was not fair. It was part of the campaign. I had to do it as an objective. And I was like, well, I can I can kill General Duke. I have no problem with that. But now you have to make me kill Phoenix? Okay, an asshole. Like, no, not <laughs> yeah. Phoenix. And then, like, StarCraft not 2, like, what was it? Um, uh, oh, my mind is blanking right now. Um, something of the Void... What's the last one? Chapter three. Legacy, Legacy of, the of the Void. Void. Yes. Brain fart. Massive brain fart. Then what they do is they bring back Phoenix, but he's actually a robot that has all of his memories implanted into, um, you know, this this uh, this automaton. And then you find out, no, that's not actually Phoenix. They tried to appease the fans and it did not work. And then he turns into Talendar later on. So now I, I need you, Morg. This is another thing I'm going to suggest. I'm suggesting all sorts of things okay. to you today. Have you ever heard of Carbot animations? Yes, I have, and I really enjoy their animations. Oh, my God. So, have you seen the StarCraft series? Yes, I have. I love that zealot. Oh, okay. my God. Oh, man. The ending of that almost made I me cried. cry. I cried. 
I oh, cried genuine it, tears. It's so good. It was a beautiful piece. Yeah, I can't wait till he does his Diablo oh too. I can't wait. Oh my god! I can't. He teased it so long ago, and I'm just like, I, I want it. I want Diablo too. Even the teaser video is just. I think great. my favorite. Yeah, the Diablo stuff. Do Do you ever see the Diablo one series? Um, uh, wait, Carbot did that. It's just called Diablo. Oh, Di- Car- Carbot did a Diablo one series. It is amazing oh. because it is literally the 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 quirks. I mean, like. <gasps> Obviously, the quirks and stuff from StarCraft are in there also. I'm not as familiar with with StarCraft, yeah. but I still oh enjoy God, it. So right? I don't understand the quirks. Because like, it's funnier when you understand things, right? So Diablo was funnier for me because I understand all those Diablo 1 caveats. Yep. However, StarCraft was still amazing to me. Diablo is a much shorter series. It's only... Uh, it's, it's probably only about one season of StarCraft's um, length. Yeah. So yeah. maybe even less. Yeah. I've, uh, so you need to watch yeah, that. I've, I've, you need to watch Diablo. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to see Di- in Diablo. Um, but yeah, oh my God. Like, I think my favorite season of StarCrafts was probably the Brood War one because, like, it shows this, the part where, um, uh, what was it? The ghost, like, fires, um, what was it? Lockdown onto the carrier. And then it starts shooting at the carrier with its little pea shooter. And then there's a pilot from the carrier just going... Okay, well, I'm not at the controls anymore. He just goes into this little sleeping bag. He turns off the light and he just goes to sleep because he knows it's going to take forever for him yeah. to die anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's there's yeah. the Dark Archon who comes around and there's like, what is it? Um, uh, the um, uh, the Wraith comes in, just goes, Pew! and there's a dark te- the Dark Archon going, ha, 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 just snaps his fingers, uses feedback, and just destroys it, blows it to pieces. Because like... Um, awesome thing about feedback is it's a uh, it's a it's a spell that you can cast onto other spellcasters that drains them completely of their energy but here's the here's the awesome mm. thing the amount of energy that you steal from them that you, you reduce to zero that's how much health you also take away from your target so it can be really oh. devastating for a lot of those units considering that most of them do not have 250 hp that's how much um, energy they can have, so you just and yeah, them. you just snap the fingers. Dark Archon could just do that, and Dark Archon also was like super broken for having mind control, which was oh. So that's the one where they did the defilers, the big yes. blimps that shoot the defilement down. So like he he hypnotizes them one yeah. at a time, and they're just like oh. they're just like oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one oh I God, remember. So yeah. funny, yeah, oh, man. I was just going to mention that one because that was one of my favorite yeah. parts. It's like when they uh, when he starts hypnotizing the yeah. defilers. It's just so Maelstrom. Uh, listeners, you've got so many things to look yeah, at. Ma- just, Maelstrom is such a good spell for Dark Archons. It's so good. That, that's that been like our shout outs. Like Windrose. Um, I don't even remember. Oh, I was thinking, was. yeah. Dar- Ginger. Uh, Monster Hunter yeah, Swing. Monster Hunter Swing. Um, Carbot. Blind Guardian. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or Unguided, if you like so that many. kind of stuff. It's pretty good. Um. So, yeah. Uh. So, yeah, that was mostly what I've been playing. Uh, I got into The Witcher some. Actually, I got back into Grim Dawn mm. also. Uh. So, Grim Dawn, I have a history. Ooh. A long history of Diablo clones that I really hate and that I really yep. love. Like I cannot finish Torchlight Two, whatever it is, whatever it is, it's just like it just is not as appealing to me. Part of it's the the, the mm-hmm. setting, right? Like I don't really like um, steampunk 
Steampunk is another setting I don't like. I'm sorry, guys. I don't like a lot of settings. I'm very much more high fantasy D&D. That's where I really like to live in, like, that kind of comfort zone on, on a lot of the things I do. Like, Lord of the Rings. That's kind of the things I yeah. like. Um, however, Monster Hunter is its own thing. It's its own sort of, like, almost semi-steampunk semi thing. But it makes up for the fact that it's very natural, ecology-based um, another one that is very dystopian that I don't, I don't like fallout stuff. I don't like Brown, uh, <laughs> like just everywhere apocalypse, like, but I do like stuff on the flip side. Um, the, the one, the guy has monkey. Oh, it's the Odyssey to the West or something like yeah. that. Uh, parody. That's a va- video mm. game. Um, I can't remember their name, but they're the people who did, uh, what was her name? Aloy. Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, um, yeah, the people uh, that made that Gorilla, gorilla yeah. Games. Um, they made this back in their Killzone days. Oh, oh, um, I don't remember. It's like uh, Journey to the West or something like that. It's a parody of the old movie play kind of mm. thing or book, I think. Uh, it's that is the monkey king and this traveler and this kind of stuff, but they've made it into a game that is a dystopian future. That's very vibrant and lively. Ooh. So like, I don't like, I don't like a lot of bland environments. Right. So right. The, like the old West is a very bland environment. A lot of the time also being native American, it's really hard to like cowboys. Um, I really don't hard. blame like, you really, really hard. Custard. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Custard was a bad guy and he was going after people for all the wrong reasons. And you know, now, granted, I know that Red Dead does put a lot of natives in a more favorable light. And to be honest, I'm not a Western native tribe. I'm from Eastern. I'm actually, my tribe was here in Ohio. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, I don't really have a lot of connection to those tribes and that kind of stuff. I'm totally getting personal on a podcast, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but here, here's the other thing. It's like... I, you know, I grew up in learning about my tribe and that kind of stuff. And, and it's all sorts of weirdness about my raised in and out of the tribe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't want to get a, I don't want to get into that, but, um, so I'm more familiar with Eastern tribes. Um, a lot of people would think something like, uh, Pocahontas, but that was actually a way different tribe, but we spoke the same language in quotations. Mm. Algonquin. Um, but yeah, you know, when you think about Native Americans, you kind of think of them as a whole. It's actually like thousands of different cultures. Yeah, it like is literally. Thousands. Yeah, yeah. There's um, yeah, there's so, like Cree, and yeah, there's from, all kinds of different. Um, uh, yeah, there's all different kinds of nations. There's like a, there's yeah, like there's Cree, Iroquois, nine or ten. Um, there's like nine or ten that are in Ohio. Period. Yeah, like nine or ten, and none of them include Cherokee or Blackfoot or all the other big ones that people know. Like, none of them. You know, Cherokee were further mm-hmm. south. Um, so you got, like, the Miami, the Delaware. You, uh, you ever heard of those? Um, I think there's also... Uh, what, what I can't remember the, the name. Miami, Delaware, Iroquois, Shawnee, yeah. and someone else was mm-hmm. here in, in Ohio. And I'm part Shawnee is, is what I mostly call Cool. And, um, and Shawnee is known for a couple chiefs, Tecumseh being the biggest one, Blue Jacket, mm-hmm. um, 
and uh, Tecumseh's brother Tetsuaka. There's actually a play here in my local town about Tecumseh that is very dramatized and not really what happened. But um, so much as so, I was like, Dad, is that really what happened? Kind of <laughs> oh my God. Is... And he was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God. This is going to um, be like one of those, like, yeah, how I met your mother kind of seasons where it just like talks about the ancestry of, uh, man. No, I'm just, so I, I'll get, I'll get off of that for a second, but like, it's hard for me to get into that because of my own experience in life. Right. And it's not, I know that Red Dead doesn't touch on those things and it's actually very favorable to Native Americans, but it's still a genre that's hard for me to get into. I also don't like space very mm-hmm. much, but that's hit or miss, right? Doom kind of plays with space, right? Also demonic invasion. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a mix. Space. It's like a mix uh, of like sci-fi and fantasy. Like, I don't know what kind of genre that is technically, right. but yeah, it's, it's a hybrid. So like my big thing is I like monsters. I like... That's basically my thing. I like monsters, right? And the best monsters tend to be in high fantasy or that kind of thing. Magic and sorcery and swords and and that kind of stuff. And I kid you not, the worst, and I mean the worst genre for monsters is in anything space. And it's all just humanoid, high intelligent, like, oh, I'm a bug humanoid or I'm a cat humanoid like like these very uninspired uncreative just alien races for the most part oh, you ever watch star trek yep. like everything looks like a fucking human <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense It's because that's all like, that they had to work with you know they just put makeup on them and, and then, they're like yeah you're an alien oh man but there's interest some interesting things like trebles and that kind of stuff i like star wars because star wars actually puts in different mm-hmm. things like it's one of the big things i like about episode one in star wars is they have a lot of different creatures like just like things like oh cool and you know, the fact that there was like an actual two sentient race system on mm. naboo right that that was actually a good social political thing that they mm-hmm. played with don't get me wrong. Don't hate me. I'm actually not a huge fan of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. I... Although I was in fifth grade when they came out, so you got to give me a little bit of leeway for actually I... laughing at Jar Jar when I was 10, okay? I think it's, right? I think it's really good? funny right. that George Lucas, now this is something that, was, that he himself had hinted towards was Jar Jar being a Sith Lord, which is really funny because... Um, what was it? Um, I think it was, um, uh, episode four where Obi-Wan Kenobi says, you know, there's no such thing as luck and that's coming from a Jedi. That means something because they have this connection with like this, this universal power that, you know, permeates all life force. And Jar Jar was so unlucky and that was his basic Like he was such a klutz, but he got away with everything. So, like, it begs a lot of questions. And then, like, people are hinting towards, like, cinematography yeah. where, like, at, like um, the part where they jump off the bridge and there's Jar Jar hanging on the one side. And then he, like, falls down on the ground on the other side of the bridge. And uh, we're all like, wait a minute. Uh, that's, that's just, that's just bad. It's just bad yeah. <laughs> like, movie making. Yeah. And everybody's, not, like, looking like, into all this stuff and they're all like, oh, my God. Jar Jar was a Sith Lord. <gasps> I, yeah, people are giving George Lucas way too much credit by by even entertaining that idea. Look, I love George Lucas's world and ideas. I'm not gonna lie, it would have been. Don't ever let him 
do it on its I'm, own. Yeah. <laughs> like the best one had the most interference, which was Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like, and I say the best best one to most people. My favorite is actually Return of Return the Jedi. Return of the Jedi was so. a really, really good film. Um and I, what was I going to say? I was I was going to say, you know, I'd like to think that maybe he was clever enough to hint towards maybe the idea of Jar Jar, you know, uh, being a Sith Lord. I don't I'd like I'm that. not saying that he isn't. I'm not saying that he isn't clever enough or smart enough. I'm saying that's not mm-hmm. what happened and don't give him credit for something that he just didn't do. Yeah. God, you know I, mean? like, I, I really like, desperately wish that they had hinted towards it better with, you know, Jar Jar's interactions with Palpatine. That would have been, oh, now, that would have been so cool. Now, don't get me wrong. I am entertained by the latest trilogy, but it, it is, you? the more I look into it, the more I don't like The it. lightsaber Whereas fights are a- awful. The throne room fight from, oh, um, uh, there are things I like. There are things that there are moments because we actually did a um, earlier last year, you know, in December, uh, so month and a half ago, uh, we actually did a Star Wars podcast with uh, Leo and my brother, and just talking about the movie because we just saw it and it was kind of a slow week, mm-hmm. anyways. Um, and you know, I got into a lot of. There's a lot of good moments in the the third trilogy. And that kind of stuff. But ultimately, I feel they're very shallow. Yeah. And that's... Once you sort of dig into them, there's not a lot mm-hmm. to them. And it... You know, I just... I just... I, yeah. But anyways, Star Wars is the, is the exception to the rule mm-hmm. for me for monsters and that kind of stuff. It's not like I only care about monsters. I'm enjoying Fire Emblem... I've seen one. Now I have to ask a very important question. Stargate SG one. Did you ever watch it? Um, it fell in the space category for me. So it's hard for me to start. I have seen things of it, but what I mostly see are humanoid issues. Christopher judge is in it. And the original MacGyver. You can't say no to that. You know, they're pretty good. I mean, I like Hercules. That was a really good show. Oh, whatever happened to that guy? And Xena. Xena Warrior Princess. Uh, I remember that show, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, God. What is his name? Oh. Uh, Cybot? 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 Um, I can't remember. Uh, mm, he did another, like, space show after... Andromeda! Hercules. And I just, right? Yep, yeah, I knew it. I don't... I don't know. Sybin, Sybin, Christopher Sybin, I, I, something like that. I, I don't want to look it up right now because it's a lot of clicking. I have to edit. We'll just out. call him Simon um, Cowell for now. Hercules. I'm just going to call okay, him Hercules. Yeah. But, yeah, space um, Hercules. But then again, like I said, I've never. I, even back then, I wasn't much of a TV watcher, so I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. Right. I'm more. I'm more movies. Even though there was a time in my childhood, I hated dragons. I hated wizards. I hated. Like I ended up like. I didn't like monsters because I was afraid of them, but I ended up loving them. I didn't like Star Wars when I was a kid, but now I really like Star Wars. So it's just like, actually, you know what the thing about Star Wars that really gets me that it gets me that no other series <laughs> interests me is the ships. Oh yeah, the ship I designs are really really cool. I like them. 
like the X wing, the A wing, the B wing, the Y wing, like like the fact that they have like well because they look like those except for the B wing. I don't know why they call it a B wing. You can't see my faces, but they're extremely confused right now. I don't know why it's called a B wing, yeah. but it is. Um, the ATATs and the ATSTs. Um, have, you, have you seen the Mandalorian? Um, perfect, perfect episode about an ATST. Mm-hmm. Just like. Oh my gosh, those things were supposed to be so dangerous and they look like nothing in Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi, but they were, it's a giant walking tank. That's the reason why they're called an all-terrain scout transport because like, they're not, they're not okay. They're, like, they're not okay to deal with, like, without equal firepower. <laughs> very well done, very well done episode about not equal firepower, but it's also kind of fun to see Ewoks smashing That's 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 what that's I was going to say, yeah. Tell that to the two Ewoks who had, like, the two tree trunks. Oh, just swing in from either side and then just sandwich that <laughs> poor thing. Just, and just, just squish uh, it. I love the log rolling <laughs> one where it trips and it tries to stay up. They're just, <gasps> uh, just it's just amazing. Uh, they got beaten yeah, by like the, teddy bears. They got beaten by teddy bears. These are like trained troopers. Uh, and they got beaten by rocks uh, and snakes. You're overestimating. I, you're overestimating stormtroopers. Okay, as much as they say they're the deadliest force, which I actually I think maybe that's the one thing the later, the later series got w- done well is like the actual like troopers are actually very deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're actually like a threat and they feel like a threat. Whereas like the original trilogy now, they don't feel like, I mean, like, sure, sure. It's plot armor and hero luck and all that kind of stuff, which we were very well aware of and stuff like D and D that, you know, Mm -hmm. that we love, but like, uh, I, I mean, like I'm okay with the Ewoks beating the old stormtroopers. I mean, like I, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to them, you know, Take it for granted that, you know, when you're wearing, like, a, a suit of armor that's made out of Tupperware material, I mean, like, I mean, how well am I going to do if I just took, like, a whole bunch of Rubbermaid containers and then just kind of, like, taped them over myself and then was like, okay, ready that shotgun. I, I, can, I can take it. You know, I mean, like... Welcome to the world of yep. LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> that one guy with the... <laughs> Funny story, I, pl- I did LARPing for a it's- year. It it's was a fun. Cool... It was called Dagger here. It had spells. Let I'm a guess. nerd. Thank did, you. <laughs> did you have tennis balls with like bits of like ribbon stuck inside of them and just be like, okay, I cast fireball. Um, I cast lightning bolt. So, so our local, we tried to get a local league started here in my hometown mm-hmm. and we didn't have enough people that were interested. Oh. So what we ended up doing is literally just putting the, the the things together and just having sparring matches. And the thing that I was really into, and I still like, I still like the aesthetic of it, is spear and shield. Um, kind of like 300, yeah. right? Except, you know, uh, more shirt and pants. Because um, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a big guy. I'm no, I don't really, I don't really need to show off my... Stomach. We will never <laughs> judge anybody by their size, you know? Fat shaming is just not a thing that we do around here. Well, I didn't used to be in high school. I was actually pretty ripped in high school, but I still didn't like it then. Um, but this is mm-hmm. when I did this. So I actually had a shield that was plywood that we put foam over the top of it and around uh. the edges. Uh, and, I, and I actually had metal handles into the plywood. Um, so, like, I had a shield. It was a kite shield. And then I had a spear that was PVC pipe with pool noodles and, and 
which by the way was totally not legal because that's too hard of a car. Yeah. Um, uh, which I didn't do it to cheat. It's just like the cheapest option. I literally, my brother, friends, and I went to Lowe's, bought a bunch of PVC pipe, like pool noodles and like foam wrapping and all this kind of stuff. And people were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> uh, like, oh man. I, but it was fun. Like we, it only lasted like two weeks, but um, we had like, you know, people used like two handed swords and that kind of stuff. And you were supposed to like, if it was two handed sword, you're supposed to, you're supposed to kind of, fight in a style that would make sense for that weight instead of like just swinging around wildly because or wielding them two-handed like a diablo 2 barbarian doesn't, <laughs> just doesn't make sense because yep it was supposed to be somewhat somewhat realistic but there was spells but no one would wanted to be a spellcaster like no one so there wasn't any um <laughs> but yeah if, if anybody has ever watched like uh xp to level three um yeah, best interpretations of a spellcaster, especially when he's like, "I cast fireball, I cast fireball." Dude, you want do you want to see the coolest, the absolute coolest version of LARPing in any media oh. ever? Is uh, the movie Roll? I watched that movie. I saw that. It was pretty great. Great. It, it's it's. I don't think it's extremely realistic, but it is. I watched it for Peter Um, Dinklage because, I mean, that guy is such a Chad. Like, oh, man. Wait, he was in. What was he in? Was he? Oh, wait, no. Are we thinking of a totally different movie? It better not be. Role Models. Role Models is the one with Ant-Man. Here, let's see. Do, 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 do. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Peter. Dinklage. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd uh, uh, is the star of... And, um... I don't know his name. I can't remember his name, but he's Stifler. Paul Rudd and Stifler. Oh, that's what it was called. It was called... that. Ugh, damn it. It was Knights of Badassdom. That's what the movie Peter Dinklage was okay. in. Okay, uh, that's something I'm going to have to oh watch. Oh my god, then. yeah. Knights of <laughs> Peter okay. Dinklage is no, such no, a no, boss. No, no, no. Role Models is like a Hollywood released film with Paul Rudd and Scott something. Role Models. Something oh, like that. that one. Yeah, it was 2008. Yeah. Very good very good uh, interpretation of LARPing. Um and a funny crossover is um, every year at the um, what we call the council grounds, where where my tribe still mm-hmm. meets, uh, they actually they actually own a cave system that they do tours and stuff right now, um, and they have a big field and there is a giant, uh, a like annual like battle between like they do in the LARPing thing, the giant grand battle, yeah, uh, in, in role models in the movie. That happens every year at at the council grounds, which you know they rent places nearby and do it at at our place, the tribe's place, um, because we allow it and they kind of stuff. That is so cool. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I I really enjoy the novelty of like Renaissance fairs, but in particular because this is deeply rooted in my blood, are the Highland Games. Mm, I love the Highland Games. Being able to yeah. So. Scottish? Yes, very Scottish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Being able to go out, you know, eat really good haggis, have some napes and teats. I have a real life claymore. Ooh, yes. You... That is definitely which is that a is Scottish a very sword. Scottish weapon. Those things can be like anywhere between six to seven feet long. 
But I think, yeah, I think yep. the heaviest one is only like 15 kilos. Yeah, they're they're not as heavy as you would think they are, but you'd swing that around for a while, yeah. it gets heavy. Like, no doubt. This is actually a really cool... We're going to end sometime, but I want to finish yeah. this. Uh, so there's actually um, knights that use claymores had special boots. Did you know about this? Mm-hmm. Because, because they would kick the blade to get it out of the dirt. So you, it was actually part of the fighting style to kick your own blade. Yeah. Um, it was like, oh, man. That's what I love about claymores. Anyways, uh, I think we're at this point just rambling about all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting really sidetracked. And I was even going to go into like all the different games that you can play. Like they basically have like their own hammer throw and like a rock toss. That's kind of like a shot put and caper toss <laughs> is. Yeah, yeah, amazing. yeah. Yeah, no, there I do know what the Scottish games. They're they are really fun to um, watch. It's like it's like me and curling. I don't know what it is. I just love curling. That is another great the winter sport. Olympics come on. Dude, I have actually curled. It was actually a thing at uh, and that's a Canadian It is. Thing. It's a really fun I game. Know, I know that. I love that game. It's so amazing. If you ever get a chance mm-hmm. play it. Like if anyone gets a ch- opportunity to do there's actually a curling club. It, there's only one in my whole state and I've been there a couple times because of a work trip actually. Uh, yeah, there I, are I so many great um, Canadian games out there. Like the Canadian Rugby Association came up with the, uh, the the concept of American football. We also came up with basketball. Um, I think we also have ringette. Um, not sure about lacrosse, but maybe. But um, yeah, there's there a ton are of good... so many things between Jim Carrey, Celine Dion, and the fact that we wouldn't have won the World War II tank front without yeah. you guys. That like. Uh, that's what a lot of people like. They make fun of you guys, like military wise, like, oh, Canadians don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no. World War II would have been lost on the Eastern Front without mm-hmm. Canada. Because we, we, we hype up the American Shermans versus the Panzers. It's like, uh uh-uh, uh, dude, uh uh-uh. uh. We were outclassed in World War II. If you ever need. There actually used to be a great show on Netflix talking about famous tank battles. They really highlight you guys and your tank prowess in the world war ii ready to go for a ripped air so butt <laughs> you'll be like what you'll be like yeah. what oh he's gonna go for a rip all right so um thank you guys for listening to us ramble today i think we got i think i think we had some fun conversations yeah honestly. um <laughs> It's been an interesting episode. Also, a very long one. <laughs> we gotta just go down the and rabbit hole, you know? That's the only way to be. Yep. All the way down. And then come back up LARPing and doing things <laughs> with you. Yep. Uh, um, so thank you guys for listening. This is Fort One. You can catch me at Hunter's Hub Pod. Uh, been a little more active lately on Twitter. Um, probably seen some stuff going on. Um probably talking about fire emblem a lot because uh i like it but it's a perplexing game mm-hmm. very perplexing also i hope ninja theory answers my question on what the fuck about that ending mm-hmm. anyways um uh <laughs> so i will see you guys on the next quest and on that quest we're oh be boy well you could you guys can find me on twitter at uh morgan hey three you can also um Probably find me on uh, Discord because I'm usually there. I'm also, you know, frequenting um, everybody's Twitch streams. I'm always looking for new people. Um, recently, been checking out Yvarian. Um, probably going to be checking out uh, Side Sketch as well as 
um, what is it, Cutting Edges, he's a really good uh, streamer as well, there's a bunch of really good ones, I'm probably gonna be there, I'll be interacting with all you guys, talking about all this nerdy stuff that, you know, we keep bringing up, and like, not just in the podcast, but like, also on Twitter, all kinds of stuff, and um, yeah, I'm hoping to get in touch with all kinds of different players, and might be playing... Uh, Switch, I don't know. I mean, like, most people would say that I'm flogging a dead horse, but I mean, at this point, it, it's, like, you know, turned into, like, powdered chalk, or at least that's what's left of the fossil that I've been hitting with the stick. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's pretty much what's going to be going on. Otherwise, yeah, taking a break from the video games for a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Oh. Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah, damn it, you... Video games are life. You've got me. I'm probably going to also be playing Prey because I really need to get through that game. I really want to play it. Prey. Is it? Is this the? Is this the Bethesda um, one? Here, wait. Um, right. It's by with the black tar, the black uh, goo. Yeah, with the mimics and the phantoms and nightmares. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. 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 Dude, I tell you what. Every time Bethesda has like a showcase, I'm like doom, doom. Doom. I'm just sitting there with my hands crossed, like Doom, just more Doom. I don't, I don't and, and like Prey came on that year, and I was like, "Fuck you!" It was not Doom. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then like, uh, I remember Fallout Four got announced, and people were like, "Oh, dude, Fallout Four, it's amazing, oh! right?" That's also when Doom yeah. to, Doom 2016 was announced, uh, which was at the second mm-hmm. annual. Uh, this no, the their first E3 showcase is when this yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, the, 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 their first E3 showcase, and I was like, I was online, I read it, and I kind of stopped like a lot more often in those days. And I was just like, uh, I don't know who gets a fucking Fallout, but yeah. <laughs>